This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Hey guys, quick thing. The Talksport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only question left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the Guna Talk back again with you guys for another episode of our Arsenal preview show, our show in which we look ahead to the next Arsenal fixture. Very excited because it is the first game of a brand new Premier League season. Can you believe it? It feels like this summer has really flown by. We've had pre-season fixtures, we've had a crazy transfer window and it's not over the transfer window and certainly today and yesterday has proven that is still very much alive and kicking with some of the chaos that we've been seeing going on, not just in the Arsenal world, of course, with David Raya. Um, maybe we get an announcement about that. It'd be lovely to see an announcement at the Arsenal Stadium. David Raya brought out in front of the fans. That'd be quite nice uh, if that could be done. But of course, uh, what is exciting at the moment for most is, is watching the chaos between the likes of Spurs, losing Kane and Liverpool and Chelsea trying to battle it out for Caicedo. Very interesting indeed. But we're going to keep this show very much focused on Arsenal as they face their first test of the new season in the Premier League. Of course, as Community Shield champions, they'll be taking on Nottingham Forest, who were the side ultimately that ended Arsenal's title hopes last season when they lost 1-0 at the city grounds to keep Nottingham Forest in the league so had it not been that result maybe we wouldn't even be playing Forest in this game in this moment but we are and we're hoping that Arsenal can do the business good evening good morning good afternoon wherever you happen to be in the world joining us live in the chat box and those joining us on catch up or on audio platforms as well as always with our preview shows and as we will be doing across the course of this season this is where we welcome our discord server members onto the show to give their thoughts and feelings about how they are with our Arsenal and, and looking forward to the next game. So let's bring you those right now. First of all, joining us all the way from the other side of the world, it's Mike. How you doing, Mike? You good? You well? I'm doing very well, Tom. Thanks. Hi to you and I, hi to everybody in the chat box. Great to be here. Absolutely. It was a pleasure to speak with you, my friends. Also joining us from another side of the world, it's Zamir. How you doing, Zamir? You good? You well? Hi, Tom. I'm doing all right. It's nice to have our transfer business wrapped up and looking forward to a, mm. a productive and hopefully a championship season 
If Arsenal were a piece of furniture, it would be a very comfy sofa, just watching idly whilst some crazy things go on in some wacky other parts of the furniture store. So uh, it's very much nice to be that comfy part of the uh, of the household in the Premier League house that is this crazy kind of scene that we find ourselves in now. And joining us much closer to home, it's Marcus. How are you doing, Marcus? I'm well, Tom, and everyone else? Lovely stuff. Good to see how you enjoyed your summer, my friend. Yeah, yeah, good. As you said, it's nice for once for us to be ahead of the game in the transfer. And today has been, as you said, quite funny. Chelsea, Liverpool, Spurs. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. Ha-ha is certainly the soundtrack of Chelsea and Liverpool. And Spurs is summer at this moment in time. It's uh, it's very exciting indeed. I mean, I this morning I had people like say, to, I had the, what's the word, guile, I suppose, to say, well, you laughed at Chelsea too soon. I was like, you don't understand. So I'd rather he went to Chelsea because they're more likely to mess Caicedo up. I can laugh at Chelsea for messing up the Caicedo thing. But if they get him, A, Liverpool look hilariously bad because being in European football and can't convince a player to join them over a team that finished 12th last season uh, and ultimately end up spending £110 million on Caicedo. Anyway, that's enough about the chaos of rivals. Mike, how excited are you for the brand new season? What has piqued your interest the most? I can't wait. I think it's uh, fantastic that we had our transfer business done early. We obviously had a little bit of a mixed pre-season, but that was obviously a bit of experimentation. Uh, when it came to the crunch and the match that had to be won, we stepped up and we did the business. So I can't wait. Mm, yeah, we did do the business in that game. It's an interesting point, Zamir. How much kind of stock do you put in the you know the draws with Nuremberg and um, and with Monaco, the defeat to Man United, and then the performance against City? Like, how much can we glean from this summer? Because last summer we won all of our preseason games and used that momentum into the brand new season. Do you feel as though that we've lacked the opportunity to build that momentum, or do you think that Community Shield victory has basically brought all of those six wins we had last year into one condensed game, if you like? Yeah, it's a good point, Tom. I think it's I see it in two ways. One, I think last season we had to build that momentum coming into the season because we were still a young side trying to prove ourselves we were hungry and we needed some wins to build confidence going into the season. I feel this season we're more of a mature side and I don't think we'll let the preseason draws or results really affect our mentality going into the season. I also feel we have enough talent to overcome uh, any adversity in any of the first four or five games that we have. So I I don't put much stock into it. Um, I think Arteta has to figure out what works and he's trying to do that and preseason is a perfect time to do it. It's a little bit of a different approach. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that the the fact that we've got all this depth, you know, is reason for why we saw loads of rotation last season and summer. We we didn't. We barely rotated at all. We made subs, but the starting lineups were pretty consistent in the last few games of that preseason. Marcus, I suppose that then leans into where we find ourselves on a negative front, which is that we've lost Gabriel Jesus, which is a big blow. Um I have started up front uh, against Manchester City. Are you concerned about losing Jesus or do you think we've got the depth to cope with it at the start of the season? I think we've got the depth, but as I think you've said quite often, we still want an attacking player. I, I like Havertz. I think he's great, but he just needs to sort his shooting out. And that, I think, is a lot to do with Chelsea. You know, that, that just destroyed his career. So hopefully he can find them. But yeah, I, I still think we need to get a wide forward stroke for versatile forward in. Um, but yeah, I, I think look at the goals we scored last year. We can cope, but it's it's not ideal. 
No, it's it's not ideal. Um, I'd, I'd much rather, obviously, that we had the best eleven possible starting the season, and then you can use that to your advantage. But Havertz is an interesting profile, Mike, and there's a lot of debate, and we'll talk about our lineups in full shortly. But there's been a lot of debate about whether or not he should play and should start this game, and if he does start this game, where he should play. Do you think it's the right decision to bring him into the team straight away? I think the fixtures have been kind to us at the start of the season, which is going to potentially help us help them find their feet a little bit in terms of fitting into the team and finding their finding their own group as well as obviously giving our tetra a chance to try some things out with it being a relatively low risk comparatively first few games and that's that's undoubtedly in our favor so i would embrace this in terms of an opportunity to uh to try a few things out while making sure that we still get the the runs on the board as we go uh, and i think uh, we've got the capabilities and the depth of squad to do that we're not just a starting 11 we're a whole squad and uh and i think the depth that we've got this year creates all sorts of wonderful opportunities Absolutely. It was interesting seeing kind of Mikel Arteta, I think, um, Zemir talks so openly about kind of the competition that he's got. He also talked about, I think it was after the game against Man City, maybe it was before it, but he was asked about kind of the, the need for transfers. And he said that, you know, we've got to make sure that we utilize minutes in the best possible way. And that's really difficult, I think, in the Premier League because every game you're expected to win. And if you're in the title race, you know, it's not just about going for top four where you can afford to drop points in certain games. If you're in a title race, the expectation is the next game has to be a win if you want to keep going. You know, even if it's Man City, if you want to win the league, you've got to try and beat Man City. And we failed at that last season. So when you hear Arteta talking about minutes and we talk about the unpredictability, if you like, of the team, how confident are you that he's going to be able to effectively rotate? And do you actually see him doing enough rotation this season? So I think I think Tom, I'm confident he's going to figure it out. I think he's going to struggle with it for a couple of months. I think probably October, November is when Arteta will figure out what works best and and how he's going to use the squad. Um, So I'm confident he's going to figure it out through the season. And I think he has to rotate. We're not in Europa League anymore. We're in the Champions League. In the Champions League, the level of competition is different. Our squad is not a starting 11 and then a drop in quality with the rest. Right now we have, I would say, argue 16, 17 players that could eat you know, easily come into the 11 and we don't drop in quality. So everyone's fighting for those minutes. Um, so we have to rotate in my opinion. And I think we will. Um, it's just nice as a contrast from last season that we can, let's say, have Zinchenko out with an injury and bring in Jury and Timber. And we look just as good. Uh, for example, you know, Thomas Partey, let's say, knock on wood, gets injured. If he doesn't get injured, uh, you know, Declan Rice can step in and Emil Smith-Rowe can come in. We, we have so many options without dropping quality. Um, and I think that's why there's going to be a different approach to the season. And we've kind of already seen it in preseason. Yeah, it is the one area of Arteta's management that I am skeptical about um that and substitutions and how we manage certain in-game scenarios as well you know for for all of his goods for everything that he's done and we're also praising of him i think that is the big question mark for this season marcus is is he going to be able to rotate is he going to be able to change things up for certain fixtures 
in difficult times in games, because there are going to be times where we concede first or we're going into the last 20 minutes of games and we're not winning. And it's going to be on Arteta to make the right changes and right decisions to put and swing those games in our favour. Do you have confidence that he'll do that? Or if you don't have the confidence, do you have the confidence that that might gradually grow throughout the season? Um, it's easy. Just bring Trossard off the bench. That's straightforward. He comes <laughs> off the bench and scores. That's, any of us could do that. Um, otherwise, no, I totally agree. He's... Um, as Zamir just said, you know, we, before we were probably 11 starters and a couple that could come in and he didn't really know what to do with the others or didn't trust them. Like Vieira didn't come on too often, didn't as if he didn't trust him. Whereas now we've got those extra players, we've got the people, as Zamir said, you know, you've got Rice and Party who can interchange, bring one off, bring someone else. So he is a Steve Lund. And I think, again, yeah, I think early on it's going to be a real test for him. You've suddenly got these players and he's going to have to upset a few. And um, but I, th I think you'll get there. But yeah, it is a bit of a concern based on historic historically how he's uh, managed the subs. Yeah, I remember so many times where we've seen some strange selections in the team lineups or some strange decisions in how long he's kept players on the field. And Xhaka at left back will haunt me forever. Always, um, always will be in my mind as something that he did that I was like, why, why are we still doing this? Um, but it seems this season, Mike, what's interesting about a selection is. Is the construction of that midfield. I mentioned Xhaka there. Xhaka's gone and the, the midfield is evolving. You know, we're going from playing with Partey and then, you know, kind of a box-to-box -box and Xhaka and attacking midfielder and Odegaard into a choice, basically, of either having two players that are more solid and secure defensively and Rice and Partey or Jorginho, if you want to throw him in there, or having two attack-minded midfielders like Erdegaard, Havertz, Smith-Rowe, Vieira as options in those areas. So when it comes to the start of the season, and again, I know we're alluding to, to potential lineups that we'll be looking at in a second, but do you think it's better to start the season off in, in a sense of meaning to go on? Like if you're going to go up against a side like Forrest, which I would respectfully describe as, you know, a bottom half of the table team at home, where you can maybe take more of the emphasis on trying to score goals. So maybe you should go with the Havertz, Nodegaard. Or do you think because there's a narrative that this is the first game of the season and you want to kind of get off to a solid start and be a bit more sensible and not risk, not, not create as much risk, that it's a better choice to go with two players like Rice, Jorginho or Partey and that defensive pivot? I think what we've got this year that we haven't had before is, well, first of all, the choice to do that. I think that we have the personnel now uh, and the skill set to be able to adapt according to who we're playing and the likely challenges that they're going to uh, that they're going to give us. Um, I don't think it's quite as simple as, as 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 do we play a sort of double pivot at the back because certainly Rice. Um, I, I think if Rice is playing. Uh, if Rice is playing in, in in the midfield, then uh, not 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 to go too fast again uh, in terms of um, squad selection, but th there's no reason why he can't play further up the field against Forest than he might do uh, against City uh, or or Liverpool away. Or so it, it's not. I think there's a flexibility within that midfield that's not just about the people. It's the flexibility about how those people are are, are employed uh, in in a particular game that's uh, that's going to be interesting to see. The the other thing is that with Jesus being out and potentially Havertz covering that nine role, 
that creates a slightly different scenario than if Jesus had been in. I think if Jesus had been available, he would have played in his standard position and then Havertz might have played in where Shaka did last year. So I think mm. that that has possibly influenced or, or may influence um, what the starting lineup is tomorrow, even if Rice plays a slightly different role to what he might do against some of the bigger teams. Yeah, sense. I mean, if obviously, obviously, when I get you guys to do your lineups, it's always your desired lineup in terms of what you would like to see. Um, predicted lineups, I do feel as though Rice and Partey will probably start um, tomorrow with with Erdegaard. The big question mark, I still think, is that centre forward because even though Havertz started, it was Trossard that came on and was a difference maker for us. Um, he could also start at left wing instead of Martinelli, but I thought Martinelli was bright and produces some really energetic moments, and I like Trossard's combination with with Martinelli as well in my dream lineup that I I did in terms of my article that's going to be coming out tomorrow just to give a spoiler on that I certainly did say about Trossard and Martinelli linking up as a a desired pair because I just think that's that that duo is is really strong I look back at the Leicester game last season or the Fulham game you know those two are really good games for highlighting how good those two can play together uh, Zemi, I've got a bit of a tricky one for you one of the biggest the easiest I suppose selections we've had um is goalkeeper and David Rea is not going to be in the Arsenal squad this weekend, but he is expected to be in the squad in forthcoming weeks. Is, is what is without a doubt one of the cleverest transfers in Premier League history. Um, props to Edu, who I've written a piece about now, in my opinion, being the best sporting director in the league. Who would have thought we'd been saying that two years ago? But when do you think we will have the discussion about who should be starting Premier League games in goal? I mean, you're already asking me the question, so we're already asking the question, Tom. We're mm. already having the debate. Uh, maybe the question of when we'll see David Rea, uh, I'm not sure. I think he has to come in. He has to fight for his place. And Aaron Ramsdale, you know, seeing the transfer news, just all of a sudden a it seems like a switch flipped, and he became Superman, and he's on a tear right now. So I don't think you could drop Ramsdale, even if Raya comes in and trains really well. So I think he'll wait for his opportunity. Maybe we start seeing him when we start the Champions League group games, maybe earlier, you know, if Ramsdale starts to lose form. Uh, I think it depends, again, on how he comes in, gels with the squad, um, what he brings to the table, and if Arteta is willing to put faith in him. Absolutely. I, I, I am excited, Marcus, for this season. That's the that's the key word. People are going to get bored of this. Okay. I'm getting flashbacks of Josh Kroenke in that video um, when he just started growing a beard for the very first time. <laughs> you know, I felt as though that moment when he said be excited was, was infamously referenced back to so much as kind of this um, satirical kind of moment if you like in Arsenal's modern history but it feels as though the last few years have vindicated those words of Josh and I think we go into this season the most excited I can ever remember an Arsenal fan base being which is interesting because after a few of those preseason games the buzz of preseason starting kind of dissipated after the draw with Nuremberg and then the defeat to Man United and then we were starting to get a bit worried and but that game against Man City has really re-energized everybody how are you ultimately looking at the first game and its importance and in regard to, I don't want to talk about worst case scenarios necessarily, but in terms of the importance of the game itself and getting off to a good start, if it doesn't go in the best way, how quickly do you think we'll start seeing those claims of, yeah, I'm not sure Arsenal are title challenges this season? Um, 
well, firstly, I'm a couple of years older than you, so I can remember the good old days when it was us and Man United trading titles. So we were excited yeah. back then. But... I can't remember that too. I, I'm not that young. <laughs> I'm not complimenting you, Tom. God, I give you props and you failed. <laughs> um, it, I totally agree. In recent years, it's just been we're mid, well, sort of top four to eight team. Let's see how we do. Let's qualify Champions League. And yeah, now there is a real excitement. City have changed players. They've lost players. You know, De Bruyne is he starting to you know fall away? He, he doesn't seem to play as much now. So you know, there's a there's a bit more. I think you know hope for us. Unfortunately, I still think they will win it. But you know, I really think we can push them hard with the strength of squad. In terms of fixtures, you know what it's like with the press. They all hate us. If it's the whistle goes tomorrow and we've lost or dropped a point, that's it. It will be titles over. Arsenal aren't going to do anything, and it's doom and gloom. And but I, I do think it is key after, you know, how we tailed off the end of last year that we get into a good start. I just think it's ironic that we could have our ex-keeper on the other side. And that, that concerns you more than anything. It's just one of those things, isn't it? It's like you play against the next player and they always turn up for the game against you. But otherwise, as you said, Cronky, you know, seeing him at the Community Shield, yes, it's not, quote, a major shield, major trophy, sorry, well, unless you're on the Tottenham website. Um and you know his joy and excitement and you could see it when he was handing out the medals he was absolutely ecstatic to get that win and i think there's a lot of passion in the club and he realizes he's getting it now he really is getting what we're about and as the cronkies have won every other big major event and tournament now with all their other franchise it's got to be our turn yeah i think it's um i think it's going to be very exciting indeed i think i can say it's because i think it's embargoed until five yes it was so um yeah, it's it's going to be exciting to see kind of the uh, TNT Sport are doing a kind of a pre-Arsenal fan thing that's going out tomorrow. And uh, there's a good line from, from Andrew Allen that's on there. So I'm looking forward to seeing that uh, when it drops and, and what he says encapsulates what you just said there, Marcus. So uh, if you're watching on TNT slash BT, what it used to be BT Sports, now TNT Sport, um, give that a watch and it will drop and you'll see it and you'll see exactly what Marcus is talking about. Um, regarding to the lineups then, let's go to them um, on the screen. Oh, no, we don't want to get rid of people. Hold on, where is it? There, I've done this a million times and I still can't find the button. There it is. Um, Mike, we're starting with you. Talk us through your selection and uh, and who you and why you've gone with. Okay, so for those of you who are listening, it's Ramsdale, White Sleeper, Gabriel Timber at the back. Party uh, sitting at the back of a midfield three of Party Rice and Odegaard, and then up front Martinelli, Havertz, and Saka. So um, the major, the major thing. Is, I, I don't know whether Zin is fit or not, but even if he is, he'd probably start on the bench and come on for 15, 15 20 minutes at the end, which would be good to see him. Um, so, in light of how well Timber has done, who's been a revelation, to be honest, uh, since he signed for us, um, and how well he's taken to that um, that position has been outstanding. So that was almost a no-brainer uh, in terms of my thinking anyway. Although I think, uh, although we have Rice and Party both in the team, I think Rice is going to play forward um, against Forrest. I don't think he's going to be sitting back. Uh, which is going to be good for him because that's what we we're all talking about before we got him. All Rice has always sat back for West Ham and let's see what he can do when he starts to push further up the field. Um, and we haven't seen we haven't seen a, a lot of what Rice is capable of. This will be a game that perhaps will will give us uh, 
give us more uh, more clarity on that in terms of how good he can be going forward and how quickly he can adapt to a position he hasn't played before. Then up front, of course, there was the Trossard debate. Should he... Uh, Trossard and Eddie, you could have lobbed in there. What's nice is that there is a choice. I, um, I will give Havertz another run and I think Arteta might give him another run uh, as a confidence-building exercise. I think he's good enough to... I think against City, he had a good game. He had one, one chance he should have put away, a half chance that he might have. Um, and Martinelli, I think, showed enough to... Uh, again, during pre-season, he seems to have got a little better, a little better, a little better. And I think maybe Arteta will want to continue that momentum because he knows Trossard can come come in either to replace Havertz or Martinelli um, at will, depending on what's happening in the game. So that's really the the thinking behind that uh, that eleven. Lovely stuff, Zamir. Talk us through yours, mate. Yeah, so I went with a little bit of a different approach. Um, I think where you have a home game for the first time in a long time as the mm. opening day fixture, and I think we have to go and try and kill the game early. Um, I think with Forrest, if you look at how we played away and, and lost that game at the end of last season, we really struggled with some of the low block. We weren't able to open them up or come up with creative opportunities. So I've... I've gone with the back four of Timber, Timber, Gabriel Saliba, White. I think Timber's been our preseason player right now. He's he's on fire. I don't necessarily think in midfield we need Bryce and Partey. Um, I think we need one of the two because I, I think we're going to be playing further up the pitch and we're going to control a lot of the possession. It's just about getting a lot of creative players on the pitch uh, to create that you know one or two magic moments that gets us a goal early. I've gone with Martinelli, Trossard, and Saka up front. Obviously, I, I think, Tom, the way we play, Trossard is going to drop deep, go on the wing. He's going to be a lot of that creative force uh, in and around the box and a little bit deeper. I imagine Havertz is going to push up uh, into that nine role. So they'll interchange quite a bit, is my thinking. Um, and then I also think this is more of a fluid system. So we're going to be able to move the ball from side to side, put some crosses in. We're going to be able to go short. Uh, there's a lot of options, I think, in creativity with this lineup. And I want to put pressure on Forrest for, you know, 60, 70-odd minutes, and then we can bring in a Declan Rice. We can bring in a Smith Rowe, a Vieira, just to kind of see the game out. Um, so that's my thinking on on the lineup. Yes, it's nice uh, that you can, you know, to shore things up at the end of a game, bring on a £105 million signing, <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> How Arsenal have changed these days. <laughs> Marcus, talk us through yours, my friend. Um, but, but I was forced into late goalkeeper change. I didn't have Chicago in at first, but that's another story. Um, <laughs> defensively, yeah, gone with the same. White, I think, looked really good last week. Saliba, I mean, wow. What a difference between the defence the end of last season and last week. That's just, he's on another planet and please touch wood, can't get injured. But we've got a bit more depth now, so I'm afraid Holdini might not be playing so much. Gabriel looks good. Timber, I mean, I could hear the woof from you, Tom, from Wembley last week. That guy was fantastic. It really is yeah. some signing. I mean, to get him for, what was it, 30-something million, when you think of the money that's being splashed around, amazing signing. Um, Odegaard has to be up you know, behind the forward line. I get Zamir's point exactly about whether you play um, 
Havertz in midfield or up front. And I just went for Rice purely because I just thought, you know, the you know, the reaction of the stadium, if you get the start of it and you see this £100 million signing come onto the pitch and it's like, wow, he's one of ours now. So that was what swayed me. But I, I totally get otherwise putting Havertz there. Um, Martinelli, Saka on the wings. Havertz, as much as I commented earlier about his finishing, there is a finisher in there. We'll get it out of him. And then we've got Trossard to come off the bench. So again, it, it comes back to the depth, which we, we've now got. And that's not even thinking about Eddie, who last week, you know, harried and hurried everyone at the end to look quite good. Saka style man, because he, he just looks in great form at the moment. So that's my team. Absolutely. Lovely stuff. Uh, mine's very similar. The only change I've made to that that Marcus has gone through is Trossard in for Havertz. I alluded to, uh, to it earlier. Um, I, I'd, I'd, I just, it's, I can't, it's... I'm struggling to put into words, as you can probably tell from that attempt at a sentence two seconds ago, but uh, I'm struggling to find a reason not to put Trossard into my team because he's just so good. Like, it, I can't explain to people how underrated of a deal this is and that how I still feel that people aren't talking enough about Leandro Trossard for £27 million from Brighton, of all teams, is still not being talked about as one of the bargains of the 2020s, of this potential decade. Um, you know, signed a fantastic time for Arsenal last season. It's such a shame that we lost Saliba and Tommy Asso as well, which I think was the big kind of issue with the reason why we didn't ultimately win things. But Arsenal did, I feel, everything they could in January with bringing in a player like Trossard to, to push their way toward that title. And not only that, but it was designed not just for that season, but... To add some experience, some consistency, because if there's one thing Trossard does and has brought Arsenal, it wasn't always there for Brighton. Consistency wasn't always there. But for Arsenal, I feel every single game he's played, he's always brought something. And as the oldest forward player, you know, in this side, he's older than Havertz, Martinelli, Saka, Smith Rowe, etc. He's our oldest forward thinking player that we have in the side. You know, he adds so much, the technical ability, the way in which he's so composed that goal you know inverted commas that he scored against man city you know showed that composure when he cut back inside when he easily could have just tried to smash across with his right foot um and yes he got fortunate but he kept forcing things and he always just tries to force things and he's uh, he's a player that makes things happen so for me trossard i have to get him in the team i love his partnership with martinelli when it's there i think it really does work but if it is to be Havertz, and I have no issue with Havertz starting, I'd probably take Martinelli out, but keep Trossard in there. I just think he's so important to what we want to do. And, uh, yeah, I, I love him. But for me, it's still going to be a 1-0 Ben White screamer. Maybe 4-0 Ben White screamer. We'll get some more goals in there. But let's let's go to the guys and get their scoreline predictions. Mike, we'll start with you. What are you going for, mate? 4-0. Uh, and we're going to see Kai get a brace. And... Um... Saka will get one, and Odegaard will get one. And Ramsey will keep clean shoot because he's awesome. <laughs> Samir? I'm going to go 6-1 because we don't keep a clean sheet at the Emirates, but I'm going to go with uh, Trossard getting a hat-trick. Nice. Nice. Love that. And Marcus? I've got two. If Turner doesn't play, it'll be about 5 or 6 nil. but I think he'll start. And I fear it's going to be that really close ex-player thing. But I think 2-0, um, Saka with the first, and off the bench, Trossard to get the second. Lovely stuff. I'll have a look in the chat box as well um, in regards to what you guys are saying. But I do want to tell you our uh, fantasy uh, code is for the... Um, 
for the for the season. Uh, it's not our members one. If you want to join our members league, you'll have to be in the Discord server. But that code on the screen is the code for the uh, open general public one, if you like, uh, for the uh, TGT Fantasy League. So join, join us. That's your code. That's the one you need. And it will bring you into the league. I think we've got something like 400 odd people in that league now, something silly. Um, but uh, there's a lot more people joining um, for, the, for the new season. So do make sure that you get involved in the new league and renew yourself because uh, it's going to be an exciting one. Uh, Chatbox predictions. Uh, Noel's going for 4-0. Havertz, Hattrick, Saka with a goal. Um, Havertz, Hattrick is, is is a great thing to see if it happens. That confidence-wise, we're doing the world of goods. ML reaction says 5-1 to the Arsenal. Uh, Temi says 3-0. Uh, Havertz, Brace, um, Timber with a goal. Noel's going for... Oh, sorry, we've done Noel. Uh, Goon... Burr says 3-0, Arsenal, Saka, Saka, Trossard. Cesar says 3-0 as well. Saka, Kai, and Matt Turner own goal. That would be... Yeah, we already touched upon that. I mean, he might be making his Premier League debut at the Emirates, finally, just not in an Arsenal shirt, which is quite <laughs> ironic indeed. But uh, it's the way that the cookie crumbles. Uh, Anthony says 4-0 is my expectation. Rick says 5-1. Kyrule says 3-1. Uh, Paul says 2-1 to the Arsenal. And uh, Cass says, I never predict a scoreline. Uh, all I want is to win. And that's completely admirable, Cass. I will take you up on that. Uh, USA Gunnar says 4-1. Saka, Odegaard and Trossard. Uh, Ian says 3-1. It'll be a tight match. The first goal needs to be scored by us. Um, very, very important that we score first. Lars says 1-0 Havertz. Uh, Rizo says 2-0 Havertz and Saka. And uh, and Ketia is going to score, says Zek. Colin says 2-1. Noel says 99-0. <laughs> Matt Turner with 99 own goals. That is... That's just sadistic, no. I don't know what's you know what's getting you down. You've had a bad day, my friend. You must have had a bad one. Uh, Boston says four one Arsenal, and Gary says three one. A bullet header from Rice from a corner, and Odegaard and Saka and Canterbury Guna says two 0 Canterbury down my neck of the woods, maybe. Um, thank you, everyone, for tuning in. Very much appreciate your time as always. A massive, massive thank you to our brilliant guest who's kicked off the season in perfect fashion. Mike, thank you for your time, mate. Tell people where they can find you. Uh, you can certainly find me in the Discord channel on match days, particularly, and. Um... Get there, guys. Get there. There you go. Mike's very, very happy because it's a 7.30 p.m. kickoff his time in Australia tomorrow. Uh, meanwhile, not so happy about the time of kickoff is Amir. <laughs> what time is it for you? 7.30 a.m. A.m. Nice. That's actually quite all right. You know, you know if I, it's... It's like they're pulling off a TGT 8 a.m. style game in, in the States. Um, but uh, we like early gouts. We like them. But Zamir, thank you for coming on, mate. Tell me where they can find you. You can find me in the Discord server. Tom, thank you for having me on. And 38 more to go. Let's see where we end up in May. Hopefully <laughs> lifting the, the trophy. Yeah, already talking about May. I just, you know, I've, I've had a summer, Zamir. It's, it's, been, it's <laughs> terrible, eh? It's no dreaming, football. Tom. Let's, let's enjoy the football. I'm let's dreaming. not wish the season away. <laughs> it's going to be exciting. Uh, Marcus, thank you as well for your time. I'm looking forward to, to meeting your fine self on Sunday at our live event, but tell people where they can find you. Yep, they can find me on the Discord server and at MJC Goon on Twitter. And I've you stalled my thunder because I was going to say, or oh, you can actually see me on Sunday, round five o'clock, Mild May Club. There's an event going on. I'm sure you have a bit more information, Tom. 
If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist. To find out if it's right for you. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. And the same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with Mook Delivery. Are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. But as Marcus said, uh, we'll also be getting involved with the live event, which takes place, I was going to say tomorrow, it's not tomorrow, it's on Sunday. It will be tomorrow, tomorrow, but uh, for now it's two days from today and it will be Sunday. If you got that and you've deciphered how that works, it is just Sunday. Uh, Sunday the 13th of August at the Mold May Club, uh, N16, 9PR, uh, if you need the details for that. Doors open at five, show starts at six. Tickets you can get, the link in the description and you can scan that QR code on the screen, uh, I'm told reliably that Mike from the Gunners Pod is going to be frantically handing out some flyers around London tomorrow, uh, convincing people to come along. So if you spot him, grab one. If you can bring your friends and you're already coming, bring your friends along. It's going to be great. Looking forward to seeing so many of the listeners that have let me know that they're going to be coming. So I'm really, really looking forward to it. It's going to be a great evening, great event. Um, and uh, yeah, I really, really, really am looking forward to our first ever live show to celebrate 55K. I don't know why I've just now completely got rid of my fantastic guest. There we go. I'm pressing <laughs> buttons for days today. Um, but thank you. Those that are listening in, do drop a like on the video. Do subscribe to the channel if you're new around here with those notifications turned on so you never miss a show. The season's back. The season's here. I'm very excited for it. And as always, up the Arsenal. It's the 90 plus minute. All your mates around and you've got a McNuggets share box ready to go and you know a late winner's coming. Your mates already got booked for a double dip in and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfection. Order now on the McDonald's app for your delivery. You in? At participating restaurants 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered. By fans.